Hello and welcome to Cadet Conversations. I'm your host today, Mr. Gotch, and we have a special series on relationships uh, that we are doing. And so I'm joined by my two teacher guests for this series. First of all, I'd like to welcome in Lizette Pierce. Mrs. Pierce, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And her colleague in the World Language Department, another Spanish teacher here, Mrs. Darcy Lugo. Mrs. Lugo, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And now I want to introduce our, our very special guest who's joining us on this relationship journey. She is a teen therapist specializing in these kinds of issues. Her name is Paige Klingenpeel. Paige, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Okay, so we are going to do uh, a series here. We're going to talk about relationships and sort of relationships, how they grow. And so this first episode, the title uh, of what we're going to talk about is I've Got a Crush on You. And we had uh, a shout out to Mrs. Lugo's, one of her favorite bands, right, <laughs> growing up. Oh, yeah, loved them. So uh, that was, the, tell, us, tell us who that band was. That was the Jets. That was the Jets. And that was their, their biggest hit song, I've Got a Crush on You. So we're going to talk about crushes and the beginning stages of attraction, relationships, that kind of stuff. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is when you start to feel that crushing feeling, that feeling of a crush, I guess. I guess crushing feeling is not really what it should be, but that feeling that you have an attraction to somebody else. What do you do? Let's start with uh, let's start with me. And if you're a guy, you have an attraction to a girl in high school. Um, people say, okay, you should just ask her out, right? Go ask her out. So I want to know, uh, Mrs. Pierce. When a when we tell uh, a kid, okay, you should go ask that girl out. What does that mean to you? What does asking a girl out mean in high school? Well, I think asking a girl out in high school is talking to her and just uh, asking her, you know, what how her game was or how her choir uh, performance went. I don't uh, know. Just getting to know her a little bit more. Okay, so um, when that happens. Have you w tell us about? Have you been asked out? Were you asked out in high school? I was. Okay, tell us what happened. Tell us. Tell us the story. Okay, here. let me think of one situation. How many times <laughs> were you asked out? Well, you know what? I had a boyfriend uh, from the end of my uh, freshman year. Okay. Through all of my high school, but um, I remember. Uh, I and this was actually going into high school, but I remember going into orientation, freshman orientation, and this boy who used to play for a who was used to go to a different uh, middle school. I don't know. I just remember him and I when we would see each other at each other's games, we would kind of just kind of look at each other or connect. So I didn't know him personally, but we both had mutual friends. And you were making eyes at each other. We were making yeah, eyes, zing. yes. Mm -hmm. zing. We were yeah. making eyes at each other, yes. But I remember freshman orientation, uh, we talked a little bit and uh, I always made sure after class that I kind of walked near him or, you know, I noticed him from afar. Okay, so how did you take this to the next level? But. Um, Do you remember that? I don't. Oh, so sometimes it can be so smooth they don't even remember what happened. Uh, let me tell you what I remember asking someone out freshman year here at the high school. Christmas dance time, right? Our Christmas semi-formal. And I remember I was so... I knew I had to ask somebody, right? I remember you're supposed to ask somebody out to this dance. Mm -hmm. And I was so afraid of being rejected that the way that I asked this girl out, her name was Miriam was in retrospect, I never really said, will you go to the dance with me? I was just kind of like, so the dance, 
thoughts on that or because I didn't want her to be like, well, I'm already going with somebody if I asked her and I didn't want her to say I won't go with you. And so I remember that as like, oh, yeah, I like ask her to the dance. But I bet if you asked her and she remembered it, she'd be like, no, he didn't ask me to the dance. He just talked to me about the dance, Mm -hmm. which is totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so Paige, can you give the 14 year old version of me some advice on how to actually like ask someone out, (laughs) please? First off, the people at home don't get to see our faces. And I think all us women, when you said that you felt like you were fearful of rejection and you went in with like the whole sly, low key. It wasn't uh, sly, but yeah. Okay, I'm trying to make you sound really cool (laughs) here. Uh, you can't and we help felt that. we we felt that it was visceral, you know. It's like, oh, I felt bad, right? Fourteen year old awkward age, anyways. Interaction with girls totally rough. It's just a rough season, right? Your voice is cracking. You're not sure <laughs> what's going on with girls if they like you or not. So. I say truth. Truth is always the best option. And yes, it is very scary and it takes a lot of risk. But going out there and saying, there's a dance. Would you go with me? Throwing it out there. And yes or no, regardless of the answer, pat yourself on the back. You were brave enough to do that. So that's the way I say it. I say, go for it. Go for the jugular. Go straight for it. And and if she says no, then go home, play your Xbox. Talk to your buddies. Okay, so I want to jump in here. First of all, I appreciate how nice you were to that 14-year-old version of me. (laughs) Um, But I also want to give that person some advice because that's not the first person that I have asked out uh, subsequent uh, in subsequent years. And so what I have learned is, and I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, ladies, from the other side of it. You can't just go up to someone and say, like, will you go out with me? Or even, like, will you go on a date with me? Because you need to build up some kind of rapport first. And I think sometimes a lot of uh, the mistakes that we as men make is we build things up in our head so much, right? We're so nervous. And really, like, Mrs. Pierce, you were saying, like, you don't even remember that moment because it was so, it felt natural whenever that wasn't. So it didn't even seem like a big deal because you had been talking already. You knew this guy and he knew you and you sort of had built up a connection. And so when he was like, hey, do you want to spend time? Do you want to go to whatever it was? It was like, or do you want to be my boy? You want to be my girlfriend? It wasn't. Yeah. It it was, you just, weren't like, and who are you? No, it wasn't. Yeah. It had been over time. Right. So my my advice to myself and anyone else out there who feels like I felt back then is you want to try to become friends with someone to the point where they know who you are and they like hanging out with you and that you can kind of get a sense of, do they want to spend more time with me? And it's, and here's the other thing too, that I wish I would have known is, um, it's okay for someone to not like you and like, it's not going to ruin your life. And so if you start talking to someone and you seem like you have a connection with them and then you like, hey, do you want to go to the football game together, right? Or do you want to go do something afterwards or whatever that thing is? Um, if she says no, if she's not being mean to you. It's actually better to know that then than to wait, you know, invest. And I use invest in air quotes because it doesn't, that's not really what you're doing, but like put in all this time sort of trying to get to the point where she likes you. And then she's like, oh yeah, no, I don't see you like that. And we call that the friend zone and we Mm -hmm. definitely want to stay out of the friend zone. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Mrs. Lugo, you laughed a little bit on that. What are you, what are you thinking when I use the term friend zone? Definitely. And I've been friend zoned numerous times. It happens the other way too. Oh, it totally Mm -hmm. does. It does. You know, I was, you know, slightly overweight. I was very awkward, you know, all through middle school, first part of high school. And I just remember like, you know, crushing on some guys and like, you know, I thought I did the right things, you know, talking to them, trying to build things up. And then it just, 
never went anywhere. I was always the friend. You know, never had a boyfriend. My sister was the pretty one. She was the one with the boyfriends. And, yeah, friend zoned all the time. It happens oh, both ways. Okay, so you bring up an interesting point, which I don't think guys think about that much. If you're a guy and you like a girl, you can ask her out, right? What if you're a girl and you like a guy? Like, what are you supposed to do? Paige, can you help us here? Hmm. Is it okay to ask a guy out? Ooh, yes. I mean, my first response is obviously yes, it is okay. I I think that that could... um in some ways be a detriment. It sets a precedent of of the leadership in the relationship. And I'm not going like the spiritual head of the relationship type of um, mentality, but it's it's more of you as a girl, we want the guy to lead. We want the guy to, to be the pursuer of us. In fact, I think that's how God designed us is to be pursued by our, our partner. And so it is not a problem for you to be, to take that initiative. But then once or if you get into that relationship, things maybe need to change a little bit to make sure that he's also the pursuer. Okay, so how do you do that? How do you make that change? You know, and I think it's, it's gosh, it's just with relationships. It just takes time. It, it takes conversation. Um, discussing expectations is a really big important conversation to have, especially at the beginning. And I'm not just talking of communication expectations, but I'm talking about physical boundary expectations. I'm talking about who's who's even going to pay for meals if we go out, Who whose house are we going to go and hang out at? I think all of those are a really important part of just natural uh, communication and relationship building. Okay. So I, w- I want to talk about those sorts of those dates, right? Because you can ask a girl out, but when you are 14, 15, you don't have a driver's license, or even if you have your driver's license, but you can't take other kids without your parents in the car, which I don't recommend bringing them on dates. I mean, I don't know, maybe your parents feel strongly that you should do that, but um, what what are some things that kids that age can do where it's still a date, but like it's not, I'm gonna pick you up at seven, and then uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna take you out to dinner, sort of what we think of as a traditional date. Hmm. No, I do remember that there was, um a guy, it was my freshman year of high school, so I was 15, he was probably 14, 15, something like that, and I lived on the way north side of town, he lived like northwest, so it was a good 25 minute drive, and my parents would go and pick him up, drop us off at a theater that probably had a fast food restaurant nearby, that way we could do dinner and the movie, then his parents would pick us up, drop me off, and then he would go home. There were other times that you know my parents would drop me off at his house, and then he would have to his parents would take me back home or he'd come to my house. My parents would take him back home. So, I mean, it is hard. You got your parents there. and Yeah, see, I don't even think about that. That's so smart. Like basically saying, all right, we're going to meet up here. My parents can drop me off mm-hmm. or you go to the mall um, or that that sorts of thing. Um, and I don't know why. I never, maybe that's why I didn't go on a lot of dates at that age because I just wasn't creative <laughs> enough for that. Do you know And I like I the idea of group stuff mm-hmm, as well? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't remember really. I mean, when I'm talking about um, the dates that I had with Eric, I don't really remember because I was a freshman and I don't really remember date, a date. It was more of a group, going out with a group. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I agree. I think there's something that's so powerful about having that group dynamic because there's not the pressure on the conversation. You're not relying on each other to fill in the blanks or to ask those questions. And and people, you, you seem to be more comfortable when you are in that group. You can maybe be more of who you are or who you want to be. I know that's sometimes not the best either. But I, I think it's more comfortable. And then there's that accountability. You don't have to feel that pressure like, oh, do I have to make a move now? Or am I going to accept a kiss if he leans in? You know, you don't have to worry about that because the group's there and that's an automatic boundary which i think is important too yeah for sure okay uh so something that i never had to deal with because i'm old uh is the social media aspect of all of this and you know for for teenagers today there's this whole other world now we had a we had we didn't have facebook when i was uh in high school but we had aol (laughs) instant messenger so you could this was the first time that in the history of mankind where if you liked a girl uh, you didn't have to call her house and talk to her dad to get her to get on the phone, right? So, like, when people now say, oh, yeah, I texted this girl or I DM'd her, like, I'm just like, you don't understand how easy you have it. Like, I had to get through her father. And they go, who? What? I don't know who this is, right? Uh, so, and maybe that was good in retrospect. Um, and maybe it wasn't. But now, you know, not only can you connect with people much easier that you're interested in, but also there you can see sort of this whole other side of them from outside of school in the things that they're putting on Snapchat or Instagram. And Paige, I wonder if you could talk about sort of the dynamics between who people are at school and then who they are on social media and like how, how let's say someone like me, if I'm interested in someone, I'm, I'm seeing this girl and I feel like I'm getting to know her just through all of these posts that she's making online. Well, just one thing, I think that we always have highlight reels. And with social media, I mean, we can literally pose ourselves. We can use certain filters. We can be so deliberate about who we are presenting ourselves to be. So it's the best possible, if not actually Photoshopped possible person. And when we're seeing other people's Instagram, Twitters, whatever, it's the same thing. We're seeing them for just what they want to uh, be seen as. So we're not actually getting to know these people for who they are, and that's the difference. And that's why, again, conversations is super important. You have to actually have conversations with these individuals, but this is how it starts these days. There's, oh my golly, there's a number of students that I've discussed how they've met their quote unquote boyfriend, which first off, they haven't even still met face to face, but their boyfriend, girlfriend, because of Instagram. They see them on there, they Don't they watch Catfish? Yes, well, I would hope they would. Okay, so the catfish idea, absolutely. You never know what you're going to get, but see, kids are so naive. They think that what they're seeing is what they're going to get. And so another aspect is they fill in the blanks of what they think that person is like. They see that they're they're at the lake, okay? Well, maybe it's because they're super rich or they have tons of friends and they're out and partying Like all they the own times. the lake, you mean? Oh, absolutely. That's the way I uh, do yeah, it, Yeah, did too. you hear about her? She owns a lake, so... So I'm wondering how like communication has evolved or how even a start of a relationship you know evolved or how it how it differs now than what are you it talking used to about be. with kids that don't even talk like see each other face to face but or once in they a... do I mean you know you have all these perceptions and how does it start off I mean does it stay with that perception or do they really you know dig a little deeper and really get to know each other I, I think th- Honestly, most of those relationships fall apart because they go in with these high expectations of perfection. This Mm. is the guy, this is for me, or this is the girl, she's amazing. Um, And then when I meet her in real life, it's like, oh, maybe not as good as I thought it would be. And then you add on top 
they are still learning. Kids, teens, adolescents, they're still learning how to communicate. And so imagine it's hard enough for us as adults to get to know people and develop friendships, even more so for adolescents. So you add on that dynamic as well. It just seems like it's there's going to be a lot going against those relationships starting out that way. Yeah, I can I can say for me, I mean, there, I didn't need Instagram or Twitter or any of that, like because I would wait so long and sort of like fixate on these, like I'd pick a girl and be like, okay, I'm going to try to, uh, get her to date me or get her to like me and then go out with me or whatever. And so I would build up, I would build her up in my mind so much that if she said no, which happened most of the time, um, it was like this crushing thing instead of just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well there's like 800 people at the school. Half of them are female. That's one out of 400, like one out of 400 wasn't interested in you and like that interested in you like that, like find someone who is, it's totally fine. Like it became this crushing thing and it had nothing to do with her. It was because I had imagined like, oh, we're going to go to the lake together, you know, uh, because, you know, she owned a lake uh, in my mind or whatever. Right. Or like we're going to we're so perfect for each other. Like I know that she likes this basketball team and I like, like these sort of relationships that you invent in your mind can be like, I guess I just I wasted a lot of time and energy on those. And is that something that that happens on the other side too, in terms of for the girls? Well, and I just wanted to add, because you oh, mentioned yeah. like sharing a similar, um, like a hobby or something that you find positive or you enjoy doing, that can actually be a benefit. You can realize from the beginning that this person has a desire uh, to direct movies later on. I mean, that's a commonality and that's what's necessary to maintain relationships. So again, it's not all negative coming from these these types of right. origins, but it's definitely something to to be considerate of. Yeah, so I guess uh, uh, I apologize to myself <laughs> for those, uh, those things. But uh, so, I mean, is what I'm talking about, does that sound like things that happen for girls too? I guess I'm trying to learn a little bit here too. Yeah, I mean, from a distance, you'll see a guy and, you know, he's good looking and you kind of build up this persona of him and, you know, what he probably likes or what he does on weekends. And and then you like actually start talking to him. And you're like, oh, he's not really that nice of a person or oh, we have nothing in common in the long run. So, I mean, we do build up too. I mean, just like we do with celebrities, but then you see that there's like a scandal and they're not, you know, up on that pedestal that we put them on. So it definitely happens both ways. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, Paige, you mentioned earlier, like making a move, kissing, all that kind of stuff. All right. So this, this is as much time as I spent obsessing about girls that I liked. I also spent time worrying about like, am I like kiss it? Like, so the first kiss to me was like the hardest thing because you don't, I mean, again, I'm afraid of rejection, right? Uh, it's a common theme. And I think that I'm hopefully I'm not the only one that feels that way, but, um, can we talk about how as a guy, you know, a girl wants to kiss you? Cause I think that's something that, I mean, maybe there's no, well, you guys couldn't see their faces, but they're both just like, Oh, I don't know if there's a, I mean, there's no secret obviously. Um, and I've learned a lot over time. But um, that, I think, was something that I just remember when I was on dates, especially that age and even through college, you kind of get to the end of the date and you're just like, okay, well, like we had a great time. This is really fun. But now there's this thing hanging in the air and like, mm -hmm. am I going to do it? And if I, I don't want to kiss her, if she doesn't want me to kiss her, but also like if she wants me to kiss her, I don't want to not kiss her because then 
It's complicated. It's so awkward. It is. You know, it is just so, it just talking about it makes it awkward. I remember the first date with my now husband. Yes, that's what I was and thinking I, too. Right, that's the only kiss I remember. Not, like oh, the very first kiss I well, remember. You're a little more wild than I am. I was like, <laughs> let me give him a hug. You know, I made sure I went into the hug first so that he didn't try the kiss. Like that's how like awkward I felt. But that goes to show you body language is so important in those moments. You have to be watching. Is that person open? Is there, are there shoulders directed and now I'm getting technicalities. Yeah, but is, but okay, so as a, as I think the guys want to hear this, so keep going. Okay, all right. <laughs> the so more detail, the better. If the girl is, and this sounds so silly, but if their feet are pointing towards you, okay, this is an indication, if their shoulders are squared to yours, and here's another big one, if they are looking at either your nose or your mouth, that usually, again, not 100%, so please oh do not gosh, quote me on this. where were you when I was in high school? <laughs> It can be an indication that they're interested. And then I always suggest go in slow because if the girl wants to back away, she has that opportunity. And and oh, just keep your eyes open until you get there, buddy, because if she backs away and you still going in with your eyes closed, P.S. has happened to me as I'm backing away, the guy's walking in or pulling in. Mm-hmm. Mm, keep the eyes open until you make that contact and then you're set. So I hope that helps narrow it down a little bit. Okay, so I now I'm going to share what I have learned over my years of uh, awkward first kisses, um, and and so and some not so awkward for ki- first kisses. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. Uh, I don't know that I've broken it down that scientifically, but um, now now maybe I will. Uh, I also have noticed that if that's the first time that you have physical contact on the date, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. So if you can, and guys, this I'm opening up the playbook here. If you can come up with an, ex- with an excuse to like hold her hand or touch, just like, oh, that's a really cool ring. Can I see that? Like there's something psychologically, like there's a bear. And you'll also know like if she, if you touch her hand and she like squirms a little bit, don't try to kiss her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if she recoils from yes. your touch, that's a sign. Okay. But so if you can do that and then as you're like walking, maybe you're leaving a restaurant or something, you kind of like put your arm around her shoulder and she's like, okay with that. That is enough. So you you don't want the first time that you touch her to be when your lips meet. Yeah. And it's a gradual thing. You know, it's a slowly brushing against the shoulders and then maybe you lean in and hold hands and then do the whole yawn, stretch your arms and put it behind the shoulder. I'm not sure if they still do do that. No, I don't. I don't need to do that. I don't have to do that move. Um, (laughs) But some people do. That's fine. No disrespect. Uh, So that's that's one of the things. And then the other thing is if you are going to if you're like looking at each other. And you kind of like can put your head, your hand, like kind of around, like the best. If some, if the girl has like a little bit of long hair, this is a. I told you guys, I'm opening up the playbook. Let's go. Let's do it. That's right. Uh, We're gonna get fifty thousand downloads of this. Uh, If you can like brush her hair, kind of around her ear or something, then she's like all. And if trust me, if she doesn't want to kiss you and you do that, like you will know, right? Absolutely. Um, And then you can uh, move in, but even. Okay, so so that's those. I think those are my top tips. Uh, well, but, let's keep going with yeah. that. So you go in with the hair. I mean, we're getting real specific yeah, yeah, here, yeah. right? Again, boys, if you try this and you get punched in the face, do not sue us. Don't blame us. But you go in. I like the hair thing, right? And then you're kind of cupping her cheek, and then you do the slow in. Just brush it. You don't want to. Gra- you don't want to feel cut, like, like you're. Yeah. You don't want any yeah. kind of force at all. Be very gentle. Right. The, but, yeah. Okay. So here's no the force. thing, though. So you do all these things, and she wants to kiss you. It could still be a horrible kiss, right? Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. So let's talk about how, yeah, and Mrs. Pierce is just like, 
her face just spasm like she had eaten a lemon because she's imagining horrible kissing experiences in the past that she's probably had, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so was from it your f- husband the no, first time? No, it was oh, not my not. husband. Yeah. I mean, I remember... I just remember date. like the really rough. Like, yeah. Okay. So ugh. let's talk about it. Oh, wow. These guys need to know how to do this. This right. is trauma. We yeah. need to bring this out. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> you're just you're gonna leave us hanging with. Okay. That? Now I just remember this Give is like really heavy tongue. Oh. You know, yeah. like a really just keep it in there. You just let her mm. lead with that. If that's gonna happen, it should be her mm. decision. Yeah. I just I just remember that. It was like ooh. Soft lips, right? Soft Don't lips. Don't hit teeth to teeth. Ugh, Ugh. That's, yeah, right? No, okay, but it can happen. So you mm-hmm. want to puff your lips up to be mm-hmm. nice and soft and inviting. And uh, I hope people are at home like scribbling notes. Okay, yes, 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 right? And uh, practice with your mom. No, don't. I mean, <laughs> that was a joke, guys. Uh, and if you if you ask your mom that and she's like, yes, definitely, don't take relationship advice from her. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, love to all the mothers out there listening, by the way. Uh, but you want to be, and it's, here's the other thing, like, it's probably not going to be good, but the reason is because, like, you've never kissed this person before. You don't know how she kisses. They don't, she doesn't know how you kiss. Like, it's okay, but it's not going to be good. Like, you can kind of make a joke about that or whatever. And you're like, we're going to get better at that. Like, even if it's horrible, you can have a really bad first kiss. What's important is the second, like, make sure there's another one afterwards, right? And it could be that night or it could be some other time. But that, that I remember, I would build that moment up so much in my mind that I would create this sort of uh, loop of anxiety in my head. And then it's like, it's not even about the kiss. It's like, is the, am I going to destroy the universe right here in this moment by screwing this up? Especially if you like the person and it didn't go as planned, you can. I, I think that's a great, mm-hmm. right? Like the idea of... Um, saying, well, maybe we'll try, you know, maybe it'll be better the next time. That's a good segue. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, I think that we have gotten as detailed as anyone would ever want to know. We're going to write a book. Um, But uh, I I feel like I've learned a lot. And again, hopefully that uh, I I wish that I could have listened to this podcast myself because I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. Uh, I want to thank my guests here, Mrs. Lugo, Mrs. Pierce, and uh, Paige Klingenpeel. And we uh, we are finishing this discussion, but next uh, next episode is going to be about what happens after that first kiss and when you start to think about, okay, how much do I like this person? Do I want to be in a relationship with per- this person? And sort of those next steps. So uh, make sure to tune in for that uh, because I'm sure it'll get equally weird and hopefully equally equally good. 